Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. And that doesn't help me, uh, as I can't see uh, much as it is. So uh, I, uh, I, I got here from, I was ministering in, uh, in our Inverness congregation this morning. And um, I got here, we, we went to the, uh, I'm in Kate's house uh, with Joan. We had lunch, uh, lunch and then uh, I left at three o'clock and I drove here and I came straight to the church. And then I opened up my bag, got out my iPad and I see that it was on. It means it's been on all day, <laughs> which is nice to know that the battery is still quite good. You know, it's a, it's a five-year-old iPad and uh, it was still working. It only had 4% left in it. So I, I reckon it would die uh, in, in the halfway through my message. So Daniel has quite uh, generously loaned me his uh, for this message. So uh, excellent. Who's had a good day? You've had a good day? You know, I'm, I'm just loving the start of this new year. I, um, I think that God has incredible uh, breakthrough uh, for people's lives. I really believe that this is a breakthrough year, that some of you have been sitting and living with um, just the same old, same old for a long time. I really believe that God is causing things to break through. And uh, I know that I'm in the middle of experiencing breakthrough and shift Uh, that has happened in my own life, Um, things which we talked and prayed about. Um, I I shared a few weeks ago um, that um, we, uh, uh, in fact, uh, I think it was about a month or two ago, I shared about how um, I've started a business. Um, Jonathan is uh, my nephew, is is working for me, uh, and uh, we have a business uh, selling uh, bariatric care uh, mattresses that basically they are uh, the sort of uh, mattresses that are used in care homes for um, for the elderly it 's to stop people from getting um, from getting bed sores, um, which is extremely dangerous for people and so we sell these very specialized uh, air pump mattresses and uh, uh, you can think to yourself, well, how on earth do you do that listen i don 't even know right <laughs> i 've no idea even how it works right and my brother phones me up because he kind of runs a country, uh, a company who runs a country yeah. <laughs> When I look at him, I kind of feel like he does because he flies around all over, all, all over the place. And uh, he, so he, he runs this company that sells um, to distributors. And, he phoned, and uh, we had this chat and he says, why don't you just become your ad distributor for Scotland because he'd lost his Scottish distributorship. And so I went, you have to be careful how you say that, right? And uh, so, <laughs> so, so, he, uh, so uh, he, phoned, uh, he phoned me up and, and next minute I'm, fine, I'm running a business. I'm pastoring a show and going, Mike, you know, I'm really busy and we've got a lot to do in church yeah yeah you'll, you'll be fine Kev you'll be fine and next minute I'm running this company and and uh, and uh, to be fair Jonathan does most of the work so um but you know and we're selling stuff and and we're even beginning to get paid aren't we Jonathan people are people are paying the bills finally it's like you know we've been selling loads of stuff since October but nobody was paying for it it was like you were just sending out invoices going woohoo one day when they pay and uh and uh we got two invoices paid, which was really, it was like, 
Yes. I hope the rest pay. And uh, so, but you know, that is a breakthrough because a year ago, I never even comprehended that that was an option for my life and an option which could affect financial situations, things which we've talked about for many years with the core team and the trustees we've talked about. How do we strengthen uh, mine and I, Cheryl's, our financial position? How do we, how do we kind of uh, take a little bit of pressure off the church and, and, and uh, how, do we, how do we secure all of those things? And there's things which you're, we're all believing God for, but you can be believing God for years and see nothing change. And suddenly, as you begin to covenant with God and begin to work with things, things just break out. Things shift and things change. And, and you know, I, I really believe that this is a year of breaking out, of breaking out of constraint, breaking out of restriction, breaking out of those things that, that are stopping us from fulfilling what God has got for our lives. The Bible says in Genesis 38 and 27, it says, Now it came to pass... At the time of giving birth, that behold, twins were in her womb. Her being Tamar. Uh, Tamar was the daughter-in-law of Judah. Um, and um, to cut a long story short, she had married Judah's first son, who God killed. Uh, she was then given her, um, uh, her brother-in-law, um, was, was given to her so that she might have a baby so that she might have some inheritance because any chance of inheritance had been robbed from her and it was her legal right to have an inheritance and uh, so her brother-in-law um, didn't want that responsibility uh, and so God killed him uh, and then uh, the, the next brother-in-law is too young to get married and so Judah says look just go back to your father and uh, when, um, when, when my son is old enough um, he, he will be provided a service for you, um, to cut a long story short. So it's very nicely written in the Bible, but we all know what they're talking about. So, so what happens is Judah um, says he would do that, but Judah forgets his word. He forgets all about his, his daughter-in-law who is um, living as a widow with her father, and she has been denied uh, her inheritance. And so she dresses up as a prostitute, and uh, she knows that her father-in-law, uh, Judah, is, is prone to a bit of... <clears throat> and uh, so she entraps him uh, along the road and uh, he thinks he's walking along the road and goes, Aha! A prostitute. Just what I need. And, uh, and so, it's the Bible! Don't look at me like that! You're all like, all you Puritans who think that... <laughs> Like anything that stuff goes on. I tell you what, the Bible's got it all. It should be 18 certificate. That's what I do. I'm giving you the polite version. And she entraps him. She uh, and she gets pregnant. And then uh, and then Judah is is caught in his own device, and he confesses all. And uh, so um, Tamar is now pregnant with twins who are the sons of Judah. And says in verse 28, And so it was when she was giving birth that one put out his hand and the midwife took a scarlet thread and bound it on his hand saying, This one came out first. Then it happened as he drew back his hand that his brother came out unexpectedly. And she said, How did you break through this breach be upon you. Therefore his name was called Perez. Afterward his brother came out who had the scarlet thread on his hand 
and his name was called Zerah. You know what? There are life's circumstances and then there are God's purposes. And the two are very often in conflict with one another. Only those who are prepared to break out will be able to shift life's circumstances into God's purposes. You see, we often face in life circumstances which create rules and boundaries and situations where the world is saying, you cannot, this will not, you are not able to, and you are constrained and you are restricted. But Perez, who, who literally means break out, he literally breaks out of the womb first. He's the one who breaks out. Now, Perez is the um, is the the first uh, the first name one in the in the line of uh, King David? It is the most significant, arguably the most important family line in Jewish history. The one through which Jesus Christ Himself is born. All right, and that is a family line which talk about controversy. Not you got um, Tamar who tricks Judah. You have Rahab the prostitute. You have Ruth. The Moabite. In no other of these family lines um, are, are women named, but j- through the, the lineage of King David and Jesus Christ, there are women named through, and all of them are dodgy. <laughs> now, I want you to know, which tells us one thing God is not remotely interested in your past, He's not interested in where you've been, He's not interested in what's happened to you, He's only interested in your faith and the consistency of your heart that you're willing to break through. He will align you with the most royal, the most liable, uh, most liable. <laughs> The most royal line. He will align you with the most amazing blessings. He will bring to you in places that you should not go if your heart is prepared to believe God and to break out what from what everybody else is saying you cannot do. We have a pastor in Serbia. His name is Boris Stravak. I think that's how you say it. I'm S T R B A C Strabak, and uh, Pastor Boris is a Pastor Boris is uh, he uh, ten years ago was a heroin addict, and uh, nine years ago he got saved. Uh, now uh, he 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 set up a uh, drug rehab ministry called Restart, and it became the country's most successful Restart ministry. He eventually became uh, the senior pastor of our INC congregation in Novosad, and uh, which is uh, Serbia's second largest city. And he, um, during that time, has has created uh, an incredible impact upon the nation, uh, mixing with uh, politicians. Uh, and a lot of famous people, and really getting the, the, uh, getting the message uh, of what, what is needed to get people off heroin addiction. And, uh, but he had a past. He was a heroin addict. You won't find a heroin addict who hasn't been bad. Because you have to be bad to be one. It's the only way to, to fix your addiction. Well, during the time, Serbia has this very slow, very bureaucratic legal system and uh, 10 years ago, he was accused of a crime he didn't commit. And uh, this crime was a, was a violent crime, and it took t- 10 years for the whole legal process to take place. Well, you know, here's the fact. 
He was, he, he was uh, innocent of this crime. Everybody knows he was innocent. Even the whole judicial system knows he was innocent. But the bureaucracy has decided he must be guilty. And so um, despite the fact that he was uh, innocent of this, of this crime, as he said to Pastor Ashley, who is over the whole movement, he said, look, Pastor Ashley, I never committed this crime, but I did a lot of stuff they never got me for. <laughs> So, you know, you take the rough with the smooth, right? And so on Christmas Day last year, on the 25th of December 2015, he drove himself to prison to be in prison for one year. And so he fought that case 10 days before he was in prison. He was standing up giving a lecture to prison governors and government officials on how to get heroin addicts free, explaining to them quite clearly there is only one way to guarantee they are going to be free, and that is to lead them to Jesus Christ. You know, one of the men there was the governor of the prison upon which he was about to be imprisoned. He looked at the governor and he says, I will be one of your customers quite soon. And and the governor said, I will make sure that I look after you. There was everything, they tried everything to make sure that he wouldn't be put in prison, um, but it didn't work, and now he's in prison. You see, I, I want you to understand that, that there is more than one way of breaking out. Now he is in prison, he is a lion. The Bible, the, the, the Bible, the, his wife has just come, but written back to Pastor Ashley and, and said he is an absolute lion. He's set up all this counseling and coaching programs and he's already in the, in, within just over two weeks ministering throughout the prison. I'm telling you, they have no idea what has just hit them. God is causing a whole prison to be saved and set free. They will have in that one year revival. They won't know what to do with themselves by the time they finish, by the time Boris has finished with them. An incredible man of God who is breaking out of circumstances and situations where life says you will be constrained. The enemy came out against him. The enemy ordained him to be locked away, to be placed like Perez into second place, to pull him back. But what the, what, the, what the enemy formed in his heart to be used against him, God decided would be an incredible time to bring breakthrough and revival in the nation of Serbia. And we have to understand this is a nation that is absolutely bereft of the gospel. A large church in that nation is 30 to 40 people. It is, there are very few. He has one of the largest churches with around 70 people in the nation. That is an incredible, incredibly barren place. But God is breaking through with men who are prepared to break out. And we've got to understand that God wants us to be people who learn how to break out. But here's the thing, we often don't appreciate that what we're going through is what God has ordained to lead us into those things. The Bible says in Zechariah, the Bible says in Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 9, excuse me, (coughs) it doesn't say that, there isn't isn't a cough ordained in the Bible. It says in Zechariah 4, verse 9, it says, The hands of Zerubbabel. I like that word, Zerubbabel. Well, I used to have an uncle. We used to call him Uncle Zerubbabel because he used to bounce around like a rubber ball. And, uh, 
So, <laughs> so we used to call him Uncle Zerubbabel. And uh, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid down the foundation of this temple. In his hands you uh, shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. You see, the Jewish people had the same problem that we have. And that is we struggle with defeat. We struggle with weakness. We struggle with signs of second rate. We struggle with, with what appears to be the evidence of failure. In the hands of Zerubbabel, they were rebuilding a temple, but it wasn't as great as Solomon's. So they despised the day of small things. But the Bible says, who has despised this day? Surely I will finish it. See, see God is doing something great, but we can't cope with the second rate. We can't cope with being second. We can't cope with the idea that we, we are weak, we are defeated, we are broken. We can't cope with the idea that we can rise out of those things. It, it seems utterly foreign to us. We want to be strong. We want to, we want to appear to be strong. And, but God wants you to know that there is a day that is breaking out in your life. And it may appear small. It may appear broken. It may appear second rate. But that is evidence that God is doing something magnificent in your life. He wants you to know that Perez, the spirit of Perez, that Perez effect, that we're going to break out. They, other, they may have said somebody else is taking it, but no, this day is your day. It may be given to another person. It may be handed to somebody else. But I want you to know God has got something for your life far more magnificent. He has got something for you if you're prepared to break out. If you're prepared to stand up and going, I will not be Constrained, I won't be held back. You know, the Bible says in 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter uh, 3, it says, For Christ, in verse 18, 1 Peter 3, verse 18, it says, For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, in order that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So I need you to understand this, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. What does that mean? What that means is, when Jesus Christ walked upon the earth, he had plenty of opportunity of defeating the enemy. I mean, when he was in the wilderness, fasting for 40 days, he could have taken the enemy and broken him then. I mean, he was talking to him. Nobody else would have seen it. Could have been a quick, you know, quick job, bury him in the sand, walk away. <laughs> you know, this is the sort of thing that we would think about, wouldn't it? It's your enemy. It's like nobody else is looking. <laughs> Dig. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it's like, you see, the Bible says in Genesis um, chapter 3 that, that Satan will crush Oh, bruise his heel, Christ's heel, but Christ will crush Satan's head. In other words, the enemy will crush Christ. It cause him pain, but Jesus Christ will gain the victory. Yeah. See, see, we often feel like the agony that we are going through is the end of the world. 
but really it's only our heel that is being suffered being broken but God wants you to know that you are coming through and breaking out he's causing you to break out you see the gospel always works out of defeat it always wins out of defeat when Jesus Christ was crucified he wasn't winning (coughs) he didn't want to be crucified he gave himself to be crucified He gave himself freely to it because he knew this was the ordained purposes of God, but he wasn't winning because he was being beaten, because this was his weakest moment, because mentally and emotionally he was about done. He's carrying the cross to Golgotha and Simon the Serene is ordered to carry it for him because Jesus is too weak to carry his own cross. They take him and they nail him to the cross and while he's nailed to the cross... He passes away, he dies well before the um, prisoners on either side. They had to break the prisoners' legs to make them die, but Jesus had already died. Why? Because he was not able to carry on living. He had done the job and he had given up. This was his weakest moment. Anyone thinks this is the strongest moment? Sure, we see the strength in the victory. But look at his flesh. I'm talking about his flesh. I'm not talking about his spirit. He died in the flesh. He was weak in the flesh. Jesus' weakest moment was his greatest breakout. He was made alive in the spirit. The kingdom of God is a kingdom that breaks out in your life, in your hardest moment, in your weakest moment, in the time when you are struggling the most in the flesh. The Holy Spirit says, if you are prepared to break out in faith, in that moment you will gain a victory. And you know, I really believe in 2016 that God is going to do something extraordinary in our lives. We have to understand that the Holy Spirit wants us to break out. We've got to break out of our financial constraint. We've got to break out out of our emotional constraints. We have to break out of those things where people have cursed and said, this shall not happen. You won't be able to do this. A lot of people said, and we moved to Scotland 20 years ago, you won't be able to do this. You'll be packing your bags up and coming back home. The only way I'm going back home is in a coffin. <laughs> they can't. In fact, we probably won't even bother, will they? They'll be like, yeah, just stick him in the ground. And, uh, or the fire. And uh, so... <laughs> cheaper. And... Uh, But we have to understand that there is a breakout that is happening in our lives. Turn with me, will you, to 2 Chronicles. Chronicles. (laughs) 2 Chronicles 31. And verse 2. Now, this, uh, this this is just such a beautiful scripture. The children of Israel have fallen away from God. They've been held in captivity and there's all kind of things. But Hezekiah rises up as a king. And Hezekiah is one of the few kings. And he begins to establish in Israel a righteous reign. And the children of Israel have forgotten the law. They've forgotten their covenant with God. They've forgotten that they are chosen children of God to bring a covenant blessing upon the world. They've forgotten all of that. And so Hezekiah sees the rebuilding 
of this covenant work. And 2 Chronicles 31, 2 says, Hezekiah re-established the division of the priests and the Levites for the burnt offerings and the fellowship offerings, for ministry, for giving thanks, for praise in the gates of the camp of the Lord. Each division was corresponding to his service among the priests and the Levites. The king contributed from his own possessions for the regular morning and evening burnt offerings, the burnt offerings of the Sabbaths, of the new moons, of the appointed feasts as written in the law of the Lord. He told the people who lived in Jerusalem to give a contribution for the priests and Levites so that they could devote their energy to the law of the Lord. You know what happened? Hezekiah broke out. They were held in captivity and Hezekiah broke out. I want you to hold on to that scripture because we're going to move on. The moment Hezekiah broke out, there was a breakout. See, I need you to understand when you break out, everything breaks out. Once you step up, everything steps up. When Hezekiah broke out, a spirit of outpouring and revival power began to break out. Here we have verse 5. It says, when the word spread. You know what that word spread really should say? It's not difficult to guess. Break out. Yeah, (laughs) he's with me. (laughs) There's only one, but... (laughs) Break out. When the word broke out. That's what it says. Not when the word spread, when the word broke out. Like Perez. It is the word Perez. That is the word. When the the word Perez. When the word broke out. And so when the word broke out, this is what happened. The Israelites gave liberally of the best of the grain, new wine, oil, honey, and all of the produce of the field, and they brought in abundance a tenth of everything. What happened? The church was restored. The children of Israel come back to a covenant relationship with God. Suddenly they discovered they had more than enough. Suddenly they discovered there was an abundance in giving. Suddenly they discovered there was an abundance of relationship with God. I want you to understand, when you're prepared to break out of the constraint and restriction, the break out of the restriction in your own thinking that says you're a failure and you can't do it, when you're prepared to break out, Everything around you will break out. The Word of God breaks out in your life, in your family's life, and suddenly everything starts to fall back into place. There is a breakout for this church in 2016. God is doing amazing things. As people are rising up in faith and going, you know what, I'm just breaking out. I'm not going to be told that I can't be the person God has called me to be. I'm going to break out. Well, how do you break out? This is how you break out. You respond according to the spirit of faith. How How did Boris break out? Boris didn't break the law breaking out. He broke out in prison and saved the prison. You see, what happens is God brings us into church. How do we break out in church? We break out by doing the things the church needs done. That's how we break out. How do we break out in our finances? We break out by, by giving more and being covenanting with God, enabling ourselves to be put into a position where we were able to see His blessings come through for us. There have been times in our lives when Cheryl and I have looked, uh, looked up and thought, there's nothing left. 
that we have consistently done this. We've always tithed, never missed tithing as a basic principle. On top of tithing, we found we have giving and covenant giving. And I've discovered this. When the enemy comes along and says there's no money left, that's when we give more. It's when we give more. And I've found that every time I've been, I've heard that, yeah, 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 there's not going to be enough money to be paid. You haven't got enough money. And every time you look at the bank account, it says to me that, that, you know, you're in trouble. (laughs) You know what that feels like. That's the moment we give more. And we just agree together and go, how much we got? 10 pounds. 10 pounds is going in the basket. You got anything? Got any more? Not that I can find. (laughs) (laughs) I might be able to scrape a few pennies. Sometimes we've just put pennies in because that's all we've got. But I want to tell you what what happens. It breaks out. God comes through for you. I I need you to understand. You you have to break out of everything by faith. You break out with covenant love. You break out. What happens when somebody hates you, somebody speaks against you? You break out in love for them. What happens when your life looks like it isn't going in the right direction, work. And your work situation starts to dry up. How do you break out? You start declaring that your company is going to prosper. You start being that best person. Well, supposing you lose your job. Well, you break out. God has got something for you. You know what? We are a breakout church. We will break out of every constraint and restriction. And we will see God do incredible things. You're a breakout person. You're going to see God do incredible things in your life. Amen. Let's stand up, shall we? Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.junctionchurch.com. God bless.